What's up, NBA fans? You know, as Sean and I promised, this is episode two of our mini episodes after game two of this NBA Finals, 2020 NBA Finals, Lakers versus Miami Heat. Um, you know, we went into it a little hesitant of what game we were going to expect tonight. Goran Dragic out, Bam Adebayo out, perhaps a midway injured Jimmy Butler, but nonetheless, the Miami Heat kept it close and got as close as eight points to the Los Angeles Lakers. But the Lakers took a victory tonight to go 2 0 behind a dominant performance from LeBron James and Anthony Davis. 33 points from LeBron, 32 from AD. Miami Heat did their best, forced the Lakers to shoot from outside, but the Lakers found a way to really pull this through. And I gotta say, some kudos to the Miami Heat, but tonight we'll break down what exactly happened in this game, too. And by my side, as always, I got my favorite co-host, Sean Davidson. I'm your favorite? <laughs> oh, that's so nice. <laughs> and we got our special guest, Scott, here. Uh, I mean, we saw we saw the Lakers right now take a NBA Finals record 47-3. So Miami Heat did their thing. They read the scouting report. The Achilles heel for the Lakers is taking threes and making them. And they forced them. 47 threes went up for the Lakers and they knocked them down. Maybe not at the best percentage, but enough to walk away with the win. Uh, Sean, I'm going to start with you. What are your reactions here to this game two that we just saw? As a normal, I guess casual NBA fan watching this game, not a Laker fan, <laughs> not a Heat fan, this was not a game. Like This was just so uninteresting, I think. For anyone not rooting necessarily for the Lakers or the Heat, because at the end of the day, like we all knew the Lakers were going to win this game. I mean, Goran Dragic, Bam Adebayo out. We already talked about last podcast how Bam Adebayo being out is basically a death sentence for this team. You can replace Goran Dragic with Kendrick Nunn, and I guess Jimmy Butler would be someone where you'd also be like, okay, yeah, they're not going to win without him, but Goran Dragic is someone you could replace. Um, but Bam Adebayo being out, I mean, we saw the effect of it. Anthony Davis was just completely dominant in this game. 15 of 20 from the floor, 14 rebounds, eight of them offensive rebounds. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, was this really a contest? I mean, we <laughs> saw, you, you mentioned the threes earlier. They shot terribly from three point. <laughs> they shot awful, and they still won because Anthony Davis was getting every board in there. Olenek looked like a little boy next to him. <laughs> LeBron James with his typical 33-9-9. I mean, that's just what he's going to do for you in the finals. That There's no questioning that. So between those two guys, like all they needed was one other guy to just have a decent game, and that was Rondo. Yeah. Rondo had a great game. 16 points, 4 rebounds, 10 assists. A fantastic game. And he actually shot well from three. The only guy on the team <laughs> to do that. Yeah, they gave him the wide-open threes. He knocked them down. Uh, I mean, once you see Rondo knock them down, you see LeBron James with the hand in his face in the corner, knock them down, three for eight, also from three. And I think one of the also stat lines that, that, that really stands out is LeBron's two for five from the free throw line. Davis one for one, and you still walk no away. Yeah, this is the Lakers' calling card here is <laughs> they get to the line. They make it They make it hard on you to defend. They get physical. And the only way to stop this team is by essentially playing physical back. And sometimes mm-hmm. the refs call that whistle. And the Lakers shot well from the free throw line. But volume-wise, it wasn't there. And they still walked away with a decent win. So I think you feel pretty good with it. He uh, shot a 31-34 from the free throw line. 91%. 91%. 91%. 
they they won the free throw <laughs> battle by like twenty free throws, and they still got clobbered. Yeah, this 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 is a this is a red flag, but again, just another calling card to how good this Laker team is. Scott, I mean, anything else stand out from you? I mean, or feel free to reinforce these points. I think the only surprising factor here is that the Lakers didn't win by more. I mean, (laughs) I didn't realize that the free throw disparity was as big as it was, and that actually makes sense to why the game was closer. Um, With Drogic and Adebayo out, I think it was always going to be a Laker victory. But I do think that the Heat take some positive things away from this game and feel like, you know what? We might not be as out of it as we think we are. I mean, you lose by 10 without two very important players. Could get interesting. I still think the the Lakers win in, win in five. In five? So you're not calling it a sweep then? No. Hmm. Yeah, and that's that. That's what's interesting here is we see this performance. It doesn't mean anything in the magnitude of the series with Bam Adebayo out, Drogic out. There is some sort of optimism that they that they might come out. And we saw Ken, you know Kendrick Nunn play play some decent minutes. We saw Kelly Olenek play some decent minutes here. Uh, Sean, for you, do you see any change here in in terms of like the overall series? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this. This Heat team has any answer to what the Lakers are doing. They have to have Bam Adebayo at full strength. They have to have Goran Dragic at full strength. I think the biggest thing for them is the three-point shot because, I mean, that's something we talked about too last time. Is like if, if the Heat are going to win, they're going to have to shoot a lot of threes. And we found out this time the Lakers were the ones shooting three-pointers. Miami only took 27. They made 40% of them, which is solid. Right, but they only took twenty-seven of them. He had Duncan Robinson, your three-point specialist, still only made, still only shot seven times and made two shots. So yeah, I think there's a lot they need to do there. They, I think they need to be more aggressive and play with more urgency. Like I feel like they're just pr- trying to play too within themselves, and ultimately it's just leading to them sticking around and never having a chance. I agree with you, and and to reinforce another point that we've been talking about, and for all you listeners out there, it was a real pleasure to watch this game with the two podcast experts here. (laughs) It it is very difficult to get to, but certainly to win an NBA Finals if you don't have a top five player. And the Lakers have two of them, and the Heat don't even have close to one of them. Yeah. So I think that really showed tonight, and maybe Adebayo is at some point in his career. I don't know. That might be a reach for him even. Jimmy Butler, we agreed, is somewhere maybe 15 to 20 in the NBA ranks, but you don't have anybody that can go and get you 30 or 40 when you really need it. Yeah, and I think I think we saw this. I think another point that we discussed is as far as the Heat, it's like if, if you're down against the ropes, uh, you're looking elimination in the face. Sure, it's only one game, but... It's a it's a big game, game two. Bam Adebayo is out. Goran Dragic is out. You're looking at somehow your team pulled together and put this within nine or eight at some point right there in the third and fourth quarter. Uh, you got to look at yourself and be like, who 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 are we turning to at this point? And Jimmy Butler walking away with only 17 field goal attempts. He's attempted 13. He averages 13 attempts in this playoffs. Uh, you know, just to only take four more above that 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 average. I think it's a little disappointing for me mm-hmm. from from looking at Jimmy Butler as 
easily the best scorer, best player on this team. I mean, you got Andre Godala going three for three. He was in there for most of that fourth quarter. So he was super hesitant to shoot. Kelly Olenek took some shots. Nine for 16. <laughs> Kelly Olenek was only... the most aggressive guy yeah. on this team. <laughs> Kelly Olenek was only one fugal attempt from matching Jimmy Butler's. I think that's a little, that's a little disrespectful, I think, to the game and to, to your, to your own so-called passion a little bit. I don't want to, completely oh. roast Jimmy Butler here but again I think if you're if you're against the ropes you got to go down swinging so 17 field goal attempts stands out to me here yeah. and I would like to I would have loved to see that number up in the 30s to hell with efficiency at this oh, point yeah. like totally. I think let's let's shoot for the skies and just make some shots and get aggressive make so, the refs uh hold on to their whistle so how about this for some kind of turning the the coin here you have Anthony Davis, who was very criticized in the first round for not shooting a lot. Um, and his response was basically, I was making the right plays. <laughs> and you have Jimmy Butler tonight, who had 13 assists, by the way. Yeah. Which, I, I don't know for sure, but I would guess that that's his highest total, probably of the whole year. Like, I that's don't even think of the playoffs. Though, yeah. Yeah, so, so, I mean, I think he could make the argument he played 45 minutes tonight. Um, mm. out of a possible 48. So he's on yeah. the floor for the whole game. I think his argument would probably be I was making the right play often, which no doubt the Lakers game plan was to take him away. But I agree with you, Alan. I mean, 17 <laughs> shots when you are when you start Miles Leonard. Like, that's <laughs> just Leonard. not good enough. That was such a failed experiment. They played him nine yeah. minutes in this game and quickly realized that he was not going to do anything. I mean, we saw it from the tip. He didn't even go for the jump ball. He literally didn't even jump against Anthony Davis. And then he he just had multiple plays in that first quarter where he just looked like he didn't even remember he was playing basketball. He looked lost out there. Yeah, just a total deer in the headlights type look where, I mean, Miles Leonard, to, to, to be the truth, is he's not big enough. He's not fast enough. He's not savvy enough to guard. I mean, maybe Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. He's a backup center. At this point in their career. Yeah, but he cannot take on Anthony Davis at this point in his career. And to your point, Scott, yeah, Jimmy Butler averaged 4.6 assists in these playoffs so far. And, I mean, if you're looking at his entire playoff performance, it's just slightly below his his highest, which is five assists. So, yeah, he was assisting the ball, but I think when it – when it comes down to the fourth quarter, and again, you're looking at that scoreboard, and somehow you manage to get within single digits, you just got to go all in, and I think you lose and die by your shot. Not Kelly Olenek's, uh, not Kendrick Nunn's, but but your shot. If there's a better play, sure. I mean, I guess I'm contradicting myself a little bit, but I think the <laughs> point is, like, walk away with 25 field goal attempts, I think, might be might give yourself a better chance here. Yeah, this is just what we talked about last podcast, too, with LeBron. In that closeout game against Denver, he shot 25 times. I think that is kind of like the magic number we're coming to. It's like if right. you're not in that realm of field goals, then you didn't give it enough. Right. Six straight field goal attempts within that fir- <laughs> within in that fourth quarter yeah. when you're looking to eliminate the Nuggets. Fortunately for LeBron, he goes six for six <laughs> and closes out that yeah. team. A little, little different than your typical superstar. Ex- a exactly. A little higher level there. Uh, yeah, Scott, I'm not sure if you had anything to add to this. Yeah, I just think it's so funny how things like turn around as the course of the playoffs go. I mean, when we're talking in the Celtics series especially, Jimmy Butler was like the closeout machine. Like when yeah. they needed a win, they'd go to Jimmy Butler, and that's what they needed tonight. But he, for whatever reason, whether it was great Lakers defense, which to be fair, I think they did a very good job on him. 
Um, he also just wasn't ready to step up and take that big shot when they needed it. And he didn't shoot a good percentage on the 17 shots he took anyways. So <laughs> right, seven to 17, I don't know, probably a little bit here and there good Laker defense, maybe bad Miami offense. Who I knows? think Jimmy Butler is like a good clutch shooter when he feels like his team has a chance. Interesting. <laughs> he just, it's, it's almost like he, it, there's nothing for him to be clutched for though. You know? It's yeah. like, can you count it as being clutch if you're down 15 points, 10 points even? It's a good point. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, let's 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 not forget here, the Lakers are one of the top defensive teams <laughs> in these playoffs, yeah. third defensive rating throughout the regular season. So this is this is definitely a tough team, if not by maybe the toughest team uh, the Miami have faced yeah. thus far. But, I mean, we've talked a lot about Miami, but the Lakers are just, you know, rolling through recipe and they threw out some interesting characters <laughs> out there. They we actually yes. saw a J.R. Smith appearance a in a non-garbage time situation. <laughs> oh, what happened? Uh, three minutes, uh, miraculously, a plus or minus of you know neutral, zero. straight yeah, up zero, somehow, <laughs> somehow not negative, with uh, zero zero across the stat but line two except fouls. for two for the personal foul. So. Gave himself that zero, but, you know, all jokes aside, I guess, like, what did the Lakers do correctly here to walk away with this win? Well, uh, no, no. We need to talk about why J.R. Smith got three minutes at the beginning of the fourth quarter when you're trying to close this team out. (laughs) I can't think of anything. There's no logical sense except that the Lakers were bored. The Lakers were bored, and they wanted to give the Heat one last chance at making a comeback, and they couldn't even do it then. I mean, yeah, the only theory I could possibly come up with is like Danny Green, Caruso, your normal two guards that step in there when Rondo takes a rest. Uh, is they had to go to the bathroom and extended bathroom break <laughs> Both of them at the same time somehow at the same time or it could be a little bit of this Danny Green shooting one for eight a couple wide open threes Danny Green is wide not open playing plays well. in this game and just could not knock them down maybe Frank Vogel was looking for some sort of magic off his bench wasn't there uh, <laughs> but uh, I would rather play Jared Dudley than J.R. Smith I, I think so J.R. Smith two quick fouls and even one of them was like borderline a foul and the refs did not call it but uh, I mean outside of J.R. Smith I mean the Lakers played Laker basketball again physical defense uh, Miami Heat played the zone a couple times and the Lakers knocked down their threes from Rondo to Caruso not at a high percentage but enough to really take that zone defense out of whack and again the rebounding battle all lakers offensive rebounding all lakers and the second chance opportunities of course also fell their way um scott i'm not sure did you see anything here that to call out for the lakers you know i'm not a lakers fan i know alan is i know (laughs) i I do like the lakers mostly because i married into a lakers family um once a laker always a laker yeah it's interesting alan and i've been talking a lot today about what this lakers team looks like a year from now and i just think it's so fascinating because outside of lebron and ad i don't think anybody's anybody could go and it wouldn't matter it wouldn't matter so i think what you're seeing right now and Dwayne wade said it i think over twitter um, but he said, I think AD is the best teammate that LeBron has ever had. It's the best fit. Oh, mm-hmm. And I think it's hard to ignore. I don't know who beats this team. 
outside of maybe a Kawhi going Super Saiyan Clippers team. Yeah. I, I really don't. <laughs> he's not doing that with and, Clippers. And clearly he's not doing that. We've been over that. I'm sure this podcast has covered that in plenty of <laughs> no. detail. Did you hear my rant about the Clippers? I have, you I've, need to listen I've to heard that the rant in person, but I haven't no, heard no, the rant you did not. Podcast. You did not hear the rant. You need to listen to Sean's oh, incredible man. monologue. <laughs> it was incredible. So, so outside of that, I think this finals is all about LeBron and AD, and I don't even know that it matters who's on the other side of it at this point. Yeah, this is honestly, the Lakers only need three guys to beat this team. It's LeBron, AD, and anyone else that Somebody wants else. to throw their hat in the Score ring. Score 15. And, and today it's Rondo. I, I think Rondo is that consistent third piece for them, though. Like, this, is, this, this has been a con- very consistent playoffs for Rondo. I mean, he had an amazing game today. Only one that shot well from three-point land. I mean, I, I guess Anthony Davis is one for one. We'll give him that. But three for four from Rondo is very impressive. This is a, it's a terrible yeah, shooter. He's not yeah. a good shooter. So, yeah, if they just get one other guy to step up, it's just an easy game for them. Otherwise, I still think they have a shot if it's just LeBron and AD. 100%. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at Anthony Davis and LeBron James tonight. Combined 65 points, 23 rebounds, 10 assists. I mean, this is over 50% of the Miami Heat score that they put up tonight between just two guys on the opposing <laughs> side. And both of these guys shot over 50% from the field. So, I mean, it's it's it's, it's clear that Miami Heat cannot stop these guys. Too big, too strong. And too big, too strong. Exactly. <laughs> Dwight Howard, 100% from the field, 3 for 3. Uh, Danny Green, sure, 1 for 8. But, I Why mean, he made Dwight one. Howard play more? Yeah, I, I'm not sure, but the Lakers knocked down their threes. I mean, they didn't even have to go aggressive on the free throw line and, yeah. and really just walked away from the field. And it, it definitely just comes down to what Miami Heat could do to beat this Lakers team. I feel like we could talk for hours because it's across mm. the board. They are just outmatched. I could not talk for hours about that because I can't think of anything. <laughs> I think the only game, and this will make it not a sweep, is I think that you have – a couple guys, probably your probably your shooters, that just go ham and hit a few threes in the first, and the Lakers are kind of chasing it, and it makes it four one. It makes it a five game series, but there is no way. I'll call it right now. There's no way that this Heat team can actually get back in the series. No. It just it doesn't matter if Bam comes back. It doesn't matter if Drogic comes back. It's over. There's not enough X factor. There's not enough. Yeah, I think we see it across the board with Olenek taking sixteen. 16- Field goal attempts. Kendrick Nunn, three for seven. Uh, Tyler Hero, Hero, five for 12. Oh. Like, they were shooting. And I think Jimmy, there's there's a strong argument to be made that Jimmy Beller didn't shoot enough. But nonetheless, the rest of the Heat teams were shooting. They're throwing darts against the board. Unfortunately, none of them landed anywhere close to the bullseye. So I think the next strategy is, I think I agree with you, Scott, is you go all in, make the Lakers shoot threes, and hopefully you cross your fingers is they don't take 47 attempts. And <laughs> well, that's they, what they did yeah, this game, And, and they yeah. did, and you just try it again, and maybe you hope that they don't knock them down at, at a 34% clip. They go back to their playoff usual, which is around 30%, <laughs> and that gives you enough to punch back and take at least one game. But, you know, you got Bam and Goran Dragic potentially coming back. For the next yeah. game. I think Goran Dragic is not going to be the same for the rest of this series. No way. Even if he I, comes back. I was telling Alan, I had this injury when I was playing college soccer. And 
I was out for six weeks, and I was 20 at the time. Like, a 30-plus-year-old guy Did coming back. Did you get an injection, though? I didn't get an injection, <laughs> to be fair, but I just can't. Like, there's no way that you can be the same. I mean, it took me probably 10 weeks at least until I was anywhere near the same person. So, plantar tear. You tore your tear, plantar fascia? I tore my plantar fascia, Ooh. and it still hurts me to this day. Really? So, there's no way. I need he's... to get you a Strasburg sock, dude. Yeah, maybe you do. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's no way that he's relevant in this series. No way. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm on that 100%. Sean, how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, he's, uh, yeah, like I said, he's not going to be the same. My question to you, Alan, why are you stressed out during these games? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I understand that, like, as a Laker fan, you want them to just win by 100. But, like, do you really think that he'd have any chance, logically, in your head? <laughs> I think this is a probably... A good way to really just like lock in my 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 current thinking. I think this is a sweep. And wow! Do, do the he goes from five to four. I'm Let's going. Go. I'm going from <laughs> five to a sweep. And I mean, sometimes things may seem a little too good to be true. And I'm of the belief of like, if it seems too good to be true, you should proceed cautiously. And right now, it does seem a little too good to be true. So oh, I'm going to proceed with caution. And, uh, you know, just be a little bit anxious during the first, second quarter. when Because uh, I think Miami Heat are going to do the same thing. They're going to force this Laker team to shoot from outside. Mm-hmm. And if those shots are not being knocked down, then I think the Heat have a chance to take one game. But nonetheless, I've already said it, and I think it's a sweep. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't right. really see any that. outcome here with Goran Dragic going down. Bam, maybe you get him back. But Bam and Jimmy Butler are just not enough for, for yeah. to win to win a series or let alone even win one game is it is it a lot to say that the Nuggets series was more interesting than this one will be i mean i i think i saw it coming i feel like i mean our picks were uh lakers lakers clippers in either the second round or western conference finals and i think we had already i mean i had felt that that was going to be the actual nba finals so I'm not surprised that this is actually a weaker series than yeah. the series we saw on the, on, in the Western Conference bracket. Not at all. The West has been stronger for 20 years, and it will continue to be stronger yeah. for the next few years. I think the bigger question, and, and maybe we're jumping the gun here, but who wins the West next year? I mean, that's really a, like you the question. We might as well start talking about we it might now. as well start talking about there's, it. Yeah, there's literally nothing else for us to talk about this game, right? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, Miami. Like, uh, this is pretty sick that they made the finals and that they're going to ruin OKC's draft picks for the next few years. Not so. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah. We, let's talk about, like, the Western Conference next year. Like, I mean, we have new new competitors coming in. Old competitors, if you will. Golden State coming back into the mix. You have this Phoenix Suns team coached by Monty Williams, which is currently undefeated in the second half of this year. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. I'm, I'm we'll give you that yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot to think about, though. I mean, this Lakers team isn't going to have as easy as a time. It's not going to be the same as this year. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a, I mean, 75% of this Laker team could potentially be free agents next year. Golden State is bringing a lot of pieces back. They got that strong number two pick. They got that Andrew Wiggins contract and Eric Paschill. Maybe you can Did package you really him. Eric I'm just saying he he could be he could be a piece you package up yeah, I guess so. uh, to to you know make a make a league altering trade here. 
But I mean, yeah, the Western Conference is no doubt, even if no moves are made, it's it's still just as strong as ever. And yeah, you got Dallas getting better. You got the Suns getting better. Uh, I mean, Memphis is getting better. People, I don't think Memphis has a people want to. I mean, I, I'm going to be on that. Pelicans are getting better. No, the bottom no, is getting better. <laughs> the top, the top, the top may just still be the same, right? Yeah. Like Nuggets, Clippers, Lakers, and mm-hmm. Golden State. You can yeah, put them in there, definitely. And I'd not, throw Utah in there. And Utah, yeah, you can put Utah in there. They're getting. They're they're going to get healthier. Yeah. So we we've got those same teams. I'm sure James Harden is going to make a strong argument that he should still be in there. Uh, so Portland. yeah. Portland, throw them in there. This Western no Conference. Wolves, though. <laughs> the Kings? Kings, no maybe. Kings. <laughs> no Kings. Conference, uh, sorry, too the, soon. the Western Conference is strong as ever. So in terms of seeding, I mean, I still would like to see what the summer brings. Or not the summer, but quote-unquote <laughs> winter. Free <laughs> agency season brings for us because the Lakers have a lot to figure out. Uh, I think the Clippers, in terms of head coaching, have a lot to figure out. And it's Timberwolves. Timberwolves can make some moves. Warriors can make some moves. So we'll see. Got that number one pick. Exactly, number one pick. You package that up, or I guess you, you maybe the number one pick turns out to be somebody who's ready to really have an impact. So we'll see. And I, I mean, even the Pelicans, I guess, have some pieces to move around too if they choose to. If they choose to. Yeah, I'm with you on all of those things. I, I don't know that the top group changes outside of the Warriors, obviously hopping back into that group. But that's not different. Um, I, I guess my question is, I have, I have two questions here. <laughs> One, who do you think out of the West makes it to the championship last year? Or next year, sorry. Next year next year. Already, man. And this is specifically directed to Sean. Oh, man. Who's the Clippers' new head coach? <laughs> it, it's So the, the Clippers' head coach is going to be Ty Lue. Oh, <laughs> it is. I it, mean, it seems easy. I think it seems so like the easier So obvious. He's, he's internal. He, he's interviewing with the Pelicans right now, I think, but and he's going to look at that team and be like, I don't want to coach Lonzo Ball. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be the Clippers' new head coach, Tyron Lue. Are you happy about I'm that? not, like, upset about it. I feel like he'll do a little better with the locker room chemistry stuff. I mean, he's able to get Kyrie and LeBron to get together at least enough. So I, I'm not too worried about that part. And, and they will have a more chance to build chemistry over the course of the year. So I'm not upset about that. Will they be the one that makes the championship? That is so hard to say right now. <laughs> Especially no, no free agency, no draft. I want a hot but take. If a hot shot? take, Lakers are going to go back. Lakers are going back. Yeah, Lakers are going back. Wow. Back to back, Lakers. <laughs> wow, then that, for me, I'll do your first question scott's pretty easy i'm gonna pick the lakers obviously there's a heavy bias on there because yeah do you really think that i mean i i honestly feel like i still have so many questions like what are the warriors gonna do with that pick are they gonna package it up are they not gonna package it what are the timberwolves gonna do with their first Mm -hmm. pick how good are the suns truly once we get into the regular season (laughs) you know and like the denver nuggets like are we gonna get top five yo kick or are we gonna get a really slow yo kick again and it's jamal murray's breakout sustainable over 30 82 games i want to say yeah. yes but i do too yeah but for the sake of not being here for three hours i'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say I, I take the lakers to come back i think as long as you have lebron and ad uh it's it's not that much pressure it's to, not lebron's not slowing down yeah yet. if you got lebron and ad on the same team you i think frank vogel has made great adjustments and i think he's a fantastic coach 
So we really didn't give him enough credit. I think so. Season, yeah. We? So I think if you got those three pieces, then I see the. I, I'm going to take the Lakers pick. It turns for the for the Clippers. I think Tyron Lue is is a great pick to move up and give him a chance and let's see what he can do. All right, Scott, give us some hot takes. All right, hot take. <laughs> hot take. I got the Denver Nuggets oh, taking the jump, the jump. From, <laughs> from pretender to contender. Wow. Um, I think that they actually have a little bit of a subpar regular season. I think that they yeah. finish up maybe in like the four seed, and then they take down probably – I'm going to go with the Clippers coming out hot with the one seed gonna, and, oh, and then taking on, down man. the Warriors who are going <laughs> to knock off the Lakers in the Western Conference wow. semifinals. So I got the Nuggets over the Warriors in the Western Conference finals and then the Nuggets winning – against i don't even care from the east <laughs> it doesn't matter you think the nuggets are gonna win a chip this i'm i'm saying year? it i'm saying wow it. i think i think jokic is way ahead of his time that dude's so good jamal murray you think jamal murray's gonna take it to steph curry i think jamal murray's big enough to make it hard for steph curry i Woo! think michael porter jr takes a step forward and bull bull puts on like <laughs> he puts on like five pounds and becomes a real a real player you heard it here. You heard it here. We got it recorded. No one's even predicted locked. this yet. <laughs> yeah, Denver Nuggets taking the chip here. I mean, Aww. you know, to you know, for the sake of like <laughs> moving on from this a little bit, we've, we've locked in our picks. <laughs> Let's look forward to Game Three: Miami versus Lakers. I hope Bam's. Back. I mean, That's I, all I gotta I say. I think we all predicted a sweep at this point. So then, I think the next question is what, what, what do they win it by? And I think, I think Miami Heat's got a punch in them left. So I'm gonna say Lakers win it by six. I'm going. I'm going. I mean, I Come have on. to, don't I? Heat by nineteen. Heat by nineteen. Why? Heat by nineteen. I mean. I mean, it's happening. It feels like a little bit of a death sentence to say that anybody wins by 19. So I'm doing it. I'm saying he by 19. Sure. Lakers, wow. Lakers by 19. Lakers by 19. I'm shocked. Looks like I may be the only one in the middle ground here. You got Lakers That's by 19. Yeah. Miami by 19. I got Lakers by 6. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa. What do we want? What do we want? Doc Rivers is the Sixers head coach. Thoughts? Doc Rivers is the head coach of the 76. This is my thought, and... I mean, I haven't done too much digging up on this, but this is my thought. Steve Ballmer didn't actually throw, fire him. This man had this wow. had this thought in his back pocket. Conspiracy. And this guy knew he had a way out instead of <laughs> facing up to what actually went wrong oh, in that series. Wow. So that's my thoughts on it. I think this is what he wanted all along. Scotty? Yeah, I don't know if he had this in his mind. <laughs> I think it's a really good fit for both Doc and the 76ers. It reminds me a lot uh, of, the, of the Celtics team that Doc stepped in and coached. Obviously, he had a little bit of a different situation in terms of free agents. We have some really, really good players with Ben Simmons, with... Uh, my favorite Joel Embiid and I think that he helps Toby take a step forward here too so um, I'm excited I think that it makes the 76ers a bigger competitor in the east maybe they make the finals just to get swept by the Nuggets I don't know Sean to close this off you put a choker on a choking team you get choking (laughs) no negative plus negative equals a positive double negatives (laughs) double negatives more more negative than ever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Real life works differently than algebra <laughs> equations. <laughs> this is not a good move. <laughs>
This is not like Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce Hall of Fame status. This is John Bean and Ben Simmons being immature little boys. He can't deal with that. Yeah. Disaster. Disaster. And in, and the worst contract ever signed in that five 2018 years. free agency, Al Horford, Al five Horford, years. Al Horford. Woo! And that will be the death of that team for my take. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. That was mini episode game two, Lakers Miami Heat. Lakers taking it 124 to 114. We will record a game three mini episode as well, continuing to break down this NBA Finals series. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and you know, hit us up on the comments as well if you got some feedback. Yes, sir. See you guys on Sunday.